0: for takeoff we are cleared for takeoff time to take flight in your community and in your life this is audio airstrike hey what's up everybody i'm everett hall mcneil and this is audio airstrike episode 166 thank you for joining us we definitely appreciate you for joining us now for those of you who have been celebrating Black History Month, continue to do so 24-7, 365 days a year, not just this month. Just because the month is ending and pretty much up out of here does not mean you cannot celebrate Black History Month 24-7. So keep it going. Speaking of Black History Month and speaking of African-Americans, I want to get into some good news that happened these past couple of weeks. Um, Bobby Smurda, who is a local rapper, um, has been released in prison. And I'm not going to get into all the details of how he ended up there and this and that, but I want to, I do want to say this. To people in the hip hop community, to people in the rap community, whatever you want to call it, I will say this. You guys have more influence than what you guys think. Don't get arrogant about it. But you guys obviously have more influence. It is the most popular genre in the world. Every time you turn around, somebody wants to be a rapper. Somebody has inspired them to pursue a career in the world of hip hop. The problem is is that there is a conundrum of things and a conundrum of opinions that come with being in that world. And I'm not trying to villainize hip-hop, but let's be honest. We know that most, or good portion of these rappers, I should say, a good portion of them came from a rough beginning due to the corruption that goes on in the inner city. And very few people get very few chances. This is something that we are aware of. And when that's all that you see around you, that is what you're going to end up talking about. But then what happens is is that people turn around and villainize that person. For talking about their truth. Those incidents happen as well. So when we sit over here and we talk about the issues within hip hop culture instead of demonizing every artist unless they are really doing something destructive we need to really take time to hear what they have to say hear their opinion and if it and if there's something that they're missing educate them not villainize them you know in this country hip hop makes a ton of money and people profit off of hip hop, but there's also this culture because hip hop culture is in in integrated into American pop culture that we don't give second chances as a nation. We don't, we don't give second chances. We don't, We don't educate people. We just want to throw people out of here. We don't, you know, we throw them in jail. There's no sense of rehabilitation, none of that, and you're just going to be thrown in jail. And depending on the case, how is that helping anything? I'm not saying we got to turn around and award criminals for being on their best behavior a couple years after they did something heinous. That's one thing. But to turn around and if somebody's making the change, They're not just saying it. It's right there in front of your face. And for somebody to sit over there and go, well, I still don't. I still don't believe it. Now, keep in mind, everything is a case by case basis. I'm not saying this is the this should be the general thought of everything. But in certain situations, if somebody's really trying to make a change and not be that person that they was in the hood or they were in those particular environments that they didn't have a choice to be in because that's the environment they grew up in. The reality of the situation is this. My zip code, if my zip code was the same zip code as a rough area of a certain part of an inner city, I would not be treated or looked at the same. And that's just the bottom line. It's one thing if somebody's walking down in the suburbs and then somebody's walking down in inner city. It's two different worlds. It's two different worlds. And I think it's wrong and egregious. To look at somebody just because of the background they came from. Some of the most honest and real people that I've had the pleasure of meeting have come from very, very, very rough backgrounds But they turned the page and made something better of themselves. They were given a chance. And I just want to encourage everybody here that, yes, we see Bobby Shimmer has been released from prison. Yes, we see people um, embracing him and welcoming him back and they are very happy. But let's also rally around him to make sure that he is good all the way around, spiritually Mentally, physically. Because you don't know what he saw in there. And that can mess with you mentally. So I'm hoping that if there's something that he's not privy to, a real one is around there to educate him on something. if there's something that he is maybe struggling with and i don't know him personally if there is something that he may be struggling with instead of somebody or you know in his circle judging him have somebody help him out now take that same support method and apply that to everybody else i think we would be better as a society if we did some if we did things that way that's just my opinion. Every end starts a new beginning. And speaking of things ending, I want to get into Defunk the because they have called it quits. That funk has called it quits. The partisan duo responsible for most of the popular dance and pop songs ever have split. They broke the news with the eight minute video entitled Epilogue. That was taken from their 26, the 2006 film, Electrorama Electrorama. Asked if Daft Funk was no more than longtime publicist. Catherine Fisher confirmed the news to Pitchfork and gave no reason for the breakup. Look. We're talking 20, or roughly what, 26 years of dominating the EDM world, dominating the pop world, Grammy wins, exceptional tours. What can you say about them? They're one of the greatest. When you think of dance music, you think of pop music, and you looking at the EDM world, they're the in terms of groups. They're at the top. I can't think of. I You can think of. You can think of a lot of people, but they're at the top. The forefathers of this. A lot of the. A lot of the songs, that was out that they put out has influenced several EDM. Songs that you hear on the radio now. You know, I think it's, you know, instead of us being sad, I think there's something where we need to just, you know, be thankful of their accomplishments. You know. I think it's one of those things we need to be. um, Very, very thankful that we got a chance to see this level of greatness. I mean, let's take a look at this, for example. So I'll just list off a bunch of uh, accomplishments. In 2013, they were nominated for Favorite Electronic Dance Music Artist for the American Music Awards. They won Best Original Score at the Austin Film Critics Association in 2010 for Tron Legacy. Nominated for a bunch of series of awards. DJ's Magazine Top 100 DJs. They were listed. Let's see. Let's let's take a look at this. I'm going to take a moment to. So t- 2007, their position was 72. 2008, their position was 38. 2009, 33. 2010, 44. 2011, 28. 2012, 44, 2013, 22, 2014, 43, 2015, 69, 2016, 72. Like the list goes on and on. I ain't even going to get like, look, Grammy Awards. Let's go to that. That's the biggest one. They won a Grammy for a live 20. They won a Grammy for best electronic dance album for a live 2017 Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, Best Dance Recording. They won a Grammy for that. Tron Legacy, they were nominated for that. Random Access Memories in 2014, Album of the Year, they won that. Best Dance Electronic Album, they won that. Get Lucky, Record of the Year, they won that. Best Pop or Group Duo Performance, they won that. We are talking, I could go down the list. They've won a lot of awards over the years. Y'all get the point how illustrious. They've been nominated for 43 different times. Nominated for 43 awards and won 13 of them. That's pretty good. That's an illustrious career. You know what I'm saying? And they left behind a level of feel-good music. I could turn on any Daft Funk song and feel good after it, especially Get Lucky. Um... You know, it's one of those situations, man. They're just illustrious at what they do. And they're great at what they do. They change the reason why you, you look at your favorite EDM artists now. Name them. Go down the list. They've all been influenced by Defunk. funk. Some of the hits include Get Lucky One More Time, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, Around the World. Lose Yourself to Dance, Television Rules the Nation, End of the Line, Superheroes, Disc Wars, Fall. I mean, the list goes on and on. Alive. They just got it. They just got it. This is a very illustrious group. I'm happy. It's kind of unfortunate. I never got a chance to see them live. I got to start going to more music shows. I never got a chance to see them live and in person, but they got it, man. It's a very illustrious career. Hats off to them. I hope they have a prosperous life. Outside of the music industry. I want to get into this and I want to talk about this. Um, Kim Kardashian has filed divorce from Kanye West. I'm. I don't want to say I'm not surprised. But the writing was on the wall for a long time. And. When we sit over here and look at. The number of. Incidents where there were rumors. There was speculation about these people. It kind of made you think. The Kardashians collectively don't have the best history of two people being in a committed relationship and staying committed for a long time. It's not a good history of that. Um so when I saw this and knowing the history of Kanye West's mental illness or his mental issues at times, there was a lot of the packing and figuring things out and doing things differently. And it's I I've seen people Go through a divorce. It is taxing. It is exhausting. And if you let it, it can be soul crushing. One of the things that I would strongly suggest if I was them, is to handle this with the utmost care, handle this with respect for each other. And also, I'm not now, keep in mind, folks, when it comes to divorce, I'm not going to encourage anybody to stay married for the kids. I'm not encouraging everybody to do that. Um, But I will encourage them, out of respect for the children, to be respectful toward each other because at the end of the day, that is that child's father or mother or something along those lines. So, you know, it is one of those situations where this is very unfortunate. Um, I have been critical of Kanye on this podcast. I have been, I have, at the same time, I've uplifted when he's done something that I think is right. Um, but with this situation, at this point, I just feel sorry for both of them because. Divorce is not something I would want anybody going through. Um, it is taxing and it is a lot to depack. so I definitely want to wish both of them nothing but the best. And hopefully this ends as peacefully as it could possibly end. Without any problems. So. That's just my two cents. We're going to move on. To Meek Mill. Has been under fire. Got into it with 6ix9ine. Which I'm not going to really talk about that issue. But I am going to talk about. The leaked lyric. That was put out. That caught the ear of Vanessa Bryant. Who is Kobe Bryant's wife. I'll say this. Because at this point, everybody knows what he did. Everybody knows her response. And they patch things up later. We have to be aware. There's two things we got to be aware of. One, I'm not making excuses for it. Hip hop is known for outlandish there's times in hip-hop where stuff is very outlandish and very, like, ooh, you really going to say that? You know, that's that's the kind of stuff that happens within hip-hop. Um, there's a lot of um, fiery lyrics. In my personal opinion, even though it leaked, I don't think he even should have went there, especially with how people feel about Kobe. And I know he probably didn't mean it as disrespect, but... Rap has always had a history of expressing people's pain. Um And maybe at that moment he felt that that metaphor was needed or maybe he felt that was a good metaphor to go off of. But the timing of it was just gross to do. Um And I think that. When. Especially in today's age where you have to be a little bit more conscious about how you're saying stuff, how you're wording stuff, how somebody's going to take it. And yes, it can be very annoying to deal with. That's the society that we're in. You can't. It's one of the situations where if you you can handle it one way, but it's going to be taken a completely different way. And regardless as to. What his intention was, the court of public opinion is going to villainize you. Kobe Bryant fans are going to villainize you, especially if they're in support of Vanessa Bryant. So, when we're looking at this particular issue, um, I think this is a lesson of read the room. Where we have we're a little bit after one year away. I don't even think, yeah, we're we're pretty much one year away removed from the passing of Gianna Bryant and Kobe Bryant. So if that's the case, we have to be very mindful of the fact that there is still a sense of heavy grieving. And when you decide that this is the route that I'm going to take, and I'm going to drop this bar in here. That may not be the best move right now. <laughs> it's not the best move right now. And then, you know, he caught the backlash that he caught. Um, so um, I know he, you know, he went to Vanessa Bryant, and apologized already, but I'm just saying guys who are music artists, creatives, be very mindful when and where you're putting out the content that you're putting out because you never know you don't know how somebody else is gonna take it. That's the crazy thing about art. Somebody could take it great one way, and somebody's always gonna be kind of offended. I'm not making an excuse for meek to drop that bar. That was very that in my opinion, I would find it offensive if I was in Vanessa Brown situation. But, you know, that's one of those things you just gotta be very, very careful and very, very mindful of the fact that you can't get that off. So we're going into a friendly fire segment. Um, there was news that Tiger Woods was injured in a car crash. Here's what we know. Based on CNN, golf legend Tiger Woods suffered serious leg injuries earlier today. Well, as of this point, when this was written, this was written on February 23rd. Following a single vehicle rollover crash near the Los Angeles area. Los Angeles authority figure said. Woods was not able to stand on his own, said a deputy at the time. Investigators say it could take days or weeks to determine the cause of the crash. So. My take on that is this. I hope he gets well. I hope he recovers as soon as he can. Do I personally think. Do I personally think he's ever going to play golf again? No. You're arguably going to be the greatest golfer ever. Maybe number two to Jack Nichols, Jack Nicholson. Um, you're going to be either known as the number one greatest golfer of all time or number two. But what, like at this point, what's say more proof? And You've been through so much. I I don't see how anybody comes back from this and plays golf the same. I just don't. That's my two cents. Like, I hope he's well. I hope he's safe. I hope he's got family around him. But I don't know if it's within his best interest to go back out on a golf course unless it's to watch the next generation to come and play or unless he's coaching the next generation. Outside of that. I don't think he should be on the golf course after a. I mean, because that's a. I mean, leg. That's a career-threatening injury. They're, like, I'm not a golf professional at all, but I know there is. A swing takes power a little bit in your leg and your hip. I know that, so you know that that has to be you know. That has that that has to be soul-crushing for him because I know he probably wanted to get right, but if this crash didn't happen. Knowing how competitive Tiger Woods is, he probably would go right back out there. But that's not the case. Um, And I don't think it is going to be the case. Ted Cruz takes a vacation to Cancun while Texas is in turmoil. Are we surprised? Are we really surprised that Political figures turn around and look out for themselves when they get what they want. When we vote them in. Are we really surprised? He flew to Cancun to dodge. The Texas winter storm. And basically gave the middle finger. To the people of Texas. And you think I'm if. if You think I'm going to vote him back in after this. If I'm the people of Texas and I and, and I got pipes busting, you know, I, I'm in a I'm in an area where we can't handle that level of cold weather. And this is what this man pulls. This is what the senator pulls. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. It is ridiculous. It is a slap in the face. This man literally gave you guys the middle finger. Those of you, shout shouts to everybody that's in Texas right now. I hope you pulled through this. And I hope all is well with you. I'm pulling for you guys to make it through this. Absolutely. But this dude basically gave y'all the middle finger and said, screw it. I'm going to look out for myself and take a little trip to Cancun while. People are, you know. You know, people are getting injured or worse in Texas over this winter storm that they're not known for handling. They don't have. They don't have the infrastructure to handle cold weather like up north or in the northeast or in the Midwest. Like, come on now. It's ridiculous. That's really what I got to say about it. It's ridiculous. It's heinous. I want to get into something that is very, very serious. And folks, um, a year ago. On this show, we were talking about Black Lives Matter. We were talking about George Floyd. We were talking about Breonna Taylor and that whole incident. And there was a lot of discussion over it all across the country. Um, But one of the things that's not being talked about heavily is the hate crimes, the growing hate crimes that are happening with Asian Americans in this country. Um, And I think it's very important that as somebody who knows what that feels like, who's somebody who has seen the devastation that has done to communities. I think it's time we need to stand with our um, Asian American friends, um, build that bridge, let them know that we're here for them. Uh, Because I'm going to be honest, since this pandemic has started, there's been a lot of shade and just the very insulting stuff thrown at Asian Americans. Unfairly, I might add. And I think it's very heinous. I think it's very disrespectful. To blame an entire pandemic. On one race. They literally called this. They literally called this the China virus. How racist and disrespectful is that? Because it originated from that country. You going to label an entire race of people. You're the reason it's over here. It's just as bad as when they were judging everybody that looked like, I remember 9-11, when 9-11 hit. And they were judging everybody that would, that looked like of Middle Eastern descent. Are you Al-Qaeda? Fam, you, you can't talk to just people any just type of way. And you can't sit over here and pull the see that's see that's that's ignorant behavior that's all that is that's just ignorant behavior. We got first responders right now that have been fighting this virus since last March. We're about to go into this march, but since last March, they have been in those hospitals in those trenches, treating people. That, to be honest, they treat people that, truth be told, may not like them. But that's what they're dealing with. They're on the front line with other Americans, man, and race don't matter when you're facing a virus that is, could be life-threatening. That's just my two cents, man. It's, it's you know, we we got to stop with these, with the hate thrown at Asian Americans. We got to stop with these hate crimes being thrown at Asian Americans. One of the thing, one of the hate crimes that made the news today was an 84 year old man by the name of uh, Vicha. And I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Was shoved to the ground while taking his morning walk in San Francisco. Just two days after the assault, the man died. 19-year-old Anton Watson has been charged and pleaded not guilty to the murder and elder abuse. It was one of several instances of physical violence against Asian-American elders in recent weeks across the U.S. This is becoming a growing problem. And let me say this and let me be very clear an injustice to someone is an injustice to everyone i'm not going to take my foot off the gas pedal not and you shouldn't either if something is morally and 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 and, 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 and ethically wrong we got to speak up on that those are my two cents man we we really got to we really got to take into account as to really getting to the point of actually looking out for each other. I'm going to say this. You know what bugs me? We talk about uniting and being proud of people, and that's cool. But if we want to do that, let's do that all the way around. That's my standpoint on that. You get what I'm saying? That's my standpoint on that. If we're going to do it, let's do it all the way around. So that way, nobody repeats the same level of ignorance ever again. I think it's very important. I think I think it really is very important. We need to do that. We really need to do that. So hopefully we we learn to respect one another. Um we learn to stand up to ignorance and yeah man we we de- we got to do that. We definitely got to do that. I know this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Um but I just want to say this. I want to thank. I want to give flowers. To to end the last podcast in February 2021. I want to give flowers. Um, I want to give a shout out to everybody that listens week to week. I want to give a shout out to the well over. We were nearing 15,000 views on the slice and rice uh, episode of audio airstrike last time we had them on uh last week and it was a pleasure and an honor to have slicing rice on um they are my close friends love them to death they need anything i got them like it is it is awesome to see friends thrive and do well um i want to give a shout out to you guys for for listening enjoying watching i heard nothing but positive things i got nothing but positive um energy and people loved Um, the, the camaraderie, the joking around and and people love that. And that's what I wanted to to really start doing is kind of do more episodes where we're just having fun and talking about, we talk about life issues, but we're having fun talking about it. Um, so I'm, I'm just very, very happy how that turned out. Um, I'm thankful to them for being so willing to come on. I'm humbled by that. And I want to give a special shout out to you guys. um, You guys. To all the people that viewed it, to all the people that, watch, that listen to us every week or watch it every week, I, I definitely appreciate you guys for doing so. It is. I do not take it for granted. It is very, very. Um, the reason why I got into podcasting was to get out of a depression and to to not really be dealing with depression as much anymore as I did when I started. Um, it is so awesome to have people stop me and be like, yo, it was a really you know good episode. I really learned a lot. And that's what this thing is all about, man. When it comes to learning about each other and it comes to learning about different cultures or what's going on socially and ethically and how can we stand up and help out and um, different things like that. That's something that we need to touch on. So I definitely want to keep doing that and keep informing the people, but also being able to laugh too and doing stuff like that. So that's what we're going to do. And I just want to thank you guys. I know it's a short episode. We'll be having longer content later. Um, But I did not want the month to go by and not thank you guys for what you guys have done. And I greatly appreciate that more than you guys know. This has been another episode of Audio Airstrike. I thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week, top of March. On Wednesday, we release the episode. You already know what it is. Take care, y'all. Have a good one.